Hey, what's going on? It is episode 300 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. I got it right this time on one take. Episode 300. <laughs> you remembered. I've been thinking about it for two weeks. Not the episode, just remembering that it was episode 300. You were thinking about saying the right number? Yeah. I woke up to no fanfare uh, every day <laughs> since the last episode. Yeah. So Really beating the doors it, down. Yeah. It really drove home <laughs> the point. Uh I was going to tell people like, hey, you know, you have now from now until January 1st to I I want like all I'm asking for is 30 reviews (laughs) on 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 Apple. I've asked for it forever. Um, I think we're probably in the 70, like 70 people have not ratings reviews where people literally went there and wrote two sentences to three paragraphs about what the podcast means to them. Right, wrong or different. We have one negative review. Um, it haunts me. I wish there was a way I could delete it. Or... I've never even read it. Oh yeah, it's from long before you were around. It was a, a friend oh, that's of, of Nick's, and oh. the guy was just like, I, "Well, hey, I don't know." It was just like, "I can't stand that Dave guy's a pompous ass," and I'm like, "Okay, dude." You go, yeah, "Your hearing's perfect." Today. But uh, yeah, so I feel like the best way. If you're not going to interact on the Facebook page we created specifically to interact with us. In regards to the podcast, um, you can at least leave a sneaky rating and review, nay, just review, um, and that would have done it. But unfortunately, as I expected, <laughs> there have there has been no last minute attempt uh, to, you know, yeah, you know, it's it's almost otherwise. like uh, like when your kids stop believing in Santa Claus. And so you start dropping little hints like you better be good or or Santa's not going to come. Right. You know, and then like you expect them in order to get good gifts still, you expect them to go like, no, we still believe in him. Like you, no, seriously, let's leave cookies out. And when they're like, eh, then you go, all right, let's, you know. We're actually, it's funny because <laughs> we're, we're at that tricky time right now where we decided this year again. For anybody who doesn't know, if at episode 300 you're not aware, not a Catholic, not a Christian. Mm. Uh, we do not raise our kids Catholic or Christian. We're Jews. We're both we, big Jews. Now, no. how, how <laughs> we have, uh, you know, we do celebrate with a fam- you know, our, our Catholic family members. But for us, Santa, because I've said this before, in my opinion, Santa brings gifts to children all over the world. Yeah. So my children have expected that Santa brings one gift to them because he's yeah. like, he's not, he's not really Catholic, but you know what? Hey, dude, here's a consolation prize. So on Christmas morning, they black hearted. Yeah, right. Um, we would still do the Santa thing. However, we never really took the kids to sit on Santa's lap or do that. Maybe a couple times my wife uh, took our daughter because Big. I have a nephew the same age as her. So just okay. just for the 
just something to do. Yeah. But we've never really, I've never had my daughter ask about Santa or do any of the, it it just hasn't really been a thing. Um, Bigger bigger opponent of the Jewish faith, Santa Claus or Mel Gibson? (laughs) I mean, I would say Santa Claus, but I feel like, uh, well, not opponent. I mean, I don't know. I like Mel Gibson. I'm one of those people. No, I like him. But anyway. He's fine. He's crazy. Uh, interestingly enough, the one thing my daughter did grasp a hold of was stupid elf. And I, uh, like everybody else was like, eh, what could it hurt? I really gave a lackluster elf performance. Yes. I was the man behind the elf for like the lat. We did it for maybe three, two, maybe three years. Um, last year when the elf left, it wasn't a week after I got rid of him where I just said, I think it was a girl, actually. I said, uh, the elf's dead. Uh, it had COVID. And unfortunately, it already was dealing with cancer. And oh. it is dead. And she sort of was like, ah, we'll see. And this year came around and she's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really waiting for the elf to come back. And I'm like, yeah, it's dead. It died. <laughs> and she would say, she would come home with that stupid, you know how girls do. She'd come home with that like, you know, the Funchy face. And I'm like, what's the problem? Well, I was at school today and this person told me their elf bought them this and their elf, this girl's elf surprised them with this. And I said, hold on a second. This is where, this is just, this is, we spoil, it's beyond. So now the elf is also expected to bring presents. What? I talked about it in the past, but I'm reiterating, I have, my daughter has friends who every day, or every other day, or several times during the elf's presence, it brings presents. So in addition to what you may get from Santa Claus, the elf may bring you like a cool pair of socks, the elf may bring you a video game, the elf may, you know, dude, this is getting ridiculous. So I told her, your friend's parents are liars, they're bringing presents, the elf doesn't bring anything. (laughs) You did it. Keep that shit to yourself. And she didn't really balk at it. She didn't go like, well, it's crazy, or cry. She was like, but I wish I had my elf. She I'm like, knew. you, you, yeah, hundred percent. So then my wife was telling me, she's like, oh, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm a Jew. It is what it is. Like, I, you know, people hate us anyway, whatever. Well, you shouldn't, I mean, being that you're Jewish, you shouldn't have to go to bat that hard for these non-Jewish traditions. You know what I mean? Like I've like, kept my like, mouth shut, but to, you can't buy presents for your kid from the elf. And then have your kid go brag about the elf. It's like, no, the elf didn't buy. That's not what the elf's supposed to come to your house and like fake drink your 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 uh, airplane booze. He's like a prankster. And, yeah, sniff your underwear, whatever, whatever, whatever okay. the elf does. I do. I do have a, a friend who uh, posted what they did with their elf. We've never done the elf. We started doing the deer this year or last year. All we do is move it. Right. We're like, look, That's the deer's the deer's on the table now. Isn't that crazy? Like, like I would hang the elf whoa. from her ceiling fan, and then she would come down to tell me about it, and I'd distract her, move it, and then I'd come into the room, and it wouldn't be there. She'd be like, but, oh. but. <laughs> so I did put a little bit of effort in it, but that's only because she's dumb. Well, I got a friend I got a friend of, of ours who um, did a Silence of the Lambs recreation. Like, they had the elf in a hole with a thing of lotion, and there was a little note that said, put the lotion in the basket, and said, like, they had, like, a whole little pulley system. And I go, all right, I can get behind that. Like, that's cool. Okay, but that's what two like bros who have or, or like college fraternity roommates would do for one another. Your kid does not understand why putting lotion in the basket is no. relevant. You did that for you. Yeah. It's fine. Just yeah. let's be and honest. for me, yeah. But I don't want my Hannibal Lecter elf uh, bringing my child a present. I'm just saying I'm done with it. It's I, I 
I draw the line at people figuring out more ways to give their kids things prior to the big day. I remember when I was growing up, you know, if you either got stuff on your birthday or you got stuff on Hanukkah or you got stuff on Christmas, maybe like my, my grandma on my mom's side would bring by an Easter, definitely would have an Easter basket. So we didn't feel left out because my cousins got one. Right. But is it called a look what you did basket? <laughs> no, <laughs> but ultimately uh, I just tell my kids, I'm like, put it on your list. And, 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 and that's, I told you two weeks ago or last, whenever we podcast last, I said, Hey, this whole thing about calling your, 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 brother or sister and be like hey what does your kid want nah dude nah. i've been struggling with that ever since you said it nope. like every time somebody goes like you know my mom was asking me like hey what what do the she goes gas cards aren't fun but everybody wants gas i go i'm just not i like i really took your words to heart when you said that i was like if i don't think about you when i see it you may just not get something which sounds awful but it's actually more genuine than the other way so Unfortunately, I don't think about anybody else but myself. We're, I'm I'm going to go a step beyond because this year uh, I I did all the the shopping. Um, everybody but my wife's nephews. She did she did their stuff, but I did everybody else. And I just said, or my wife was telling me, she goes, my "Look, wife. I do not want to buy presents for anybody anymore. Not cousins, not nephews, not nieces. Because why? Why are we doing this?" Why? What is the point? Now, for the birthday, it's different, but for for Christmas, your parents could buy you a present. What, what do I got to buy you a present for? She didn't say that, but I'm extrapolating on the point she was making. What now? Does it change if it's like a really special nephew or niece? You know what I'm saying? Like if like you see them a lot, then oddly enough, as Jews, we have a grand, we have a godson. <laughs> so I, okay. I don't know how that works. You but just make up your own rules. Yeah, to everything. I, I, yeah. Well, she's just saying across the board. She's like, I'm not going to buy for my dad. I don't want to buy for my dad. I don't want to buy for my brother and sister. What's the cutoff when nobody, they get older? Nothing. Nobody gets anything. She's like, buy, <laughs> if you have children, you buy for your children. If you're a grandparent, you can buy for your grandchildren. Yeah. If, yeah. You're, a grandparent, if you're a grandparent, you can buy for your grandchildren. But what is this whole thing where it's like, I got to spend a bunch of my time hunting around, tracking the parents down and being like, I still haven't heard from your kids. I, they still haven't said anything like, where are we at? We're like a week out. And then, you know, after COVID, it's like Amazon yeah. is backed up and there's ships stuck in the Bering Sea. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, then you get to, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people give you a present or they tell you, hey, I got you something. Um, it should be, unfortunately, it'll be here in like a week. Just check the mail. It's like, nah. You either you bought it last minute, you didn't plan, <laughs> you got in a situation where you're like shit, I forgot to buy this person something. Yes, you didn't get me a gift card, but either way, I want it on the day. I want it on my birthday. I want it on on, on Christmas. And I don't want to wait well, a that'd week and a half. That'd be ideal. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you're just a narcissist. Period. Hmm. Like people who show up late for for me, I don't care if it's ten minutes late or whatever. It's like you clearly thought your time was more important. You and didn't you, put in the work. You didn't do it. So yeah. keep your stupid, keep your stupid Angora sweater. I don't want it. But keep your deep V. I've literally been downgraded <laughs> to absolutely getting nothing for anything. Like this year, my daughter, like last year, I think my daughter maybe like a coupon book, where it was like, hey, this is this is good for three hugs, or uh, you know, I'll bring you, uh, I'll, I'll 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 refill your your uh, your coffee, what, whatever whatever her little thing because she didn't have money. I don't feel like I want anything other than stuff I can consume. She did get me anyway. a puzzle from the from the. Hanukkah gift shop that I gave her money to buy. You know how we do. Yes. Yeah. Like, so I got him. A, I got a dreidel puzzle. Oh, that's good. Pieces. That's good. 
Yeah. I was like, this is kind of, I mean, I'm a little old for this. So I could put this together with no problem. So I did it backwards, upside down. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Just to show off? Just as a, as a, as a show? You know, my, you know my, my puzzle a- acumen. I'm, I'm known. Yeah, dude, speaking of, of uh, buying gifts, so um, have you ever taken your daughter to the American Girl doll store? Yeah. Yeah. How'd it go? You, do you want to like flash forward to two weeks ago where I sold all of our American Girl dolls for $150 on, no. on a marketplace? All of them? All of them. Wait, you had several dolls? It's six. Six dolls? Yeah. Dude, those... My wife bought... Five of them from other, like another woman whose oh, kid had them because there was a nurse cheap. with her. Yeah, so she probably paid twenty five dollars a piece. Oh, wow. then you know, okay. seven years ago. But anyway, I digress. Yes, I have. Um, it's ridiculous, and I'm uninterested in it. I'm, I was so glad to get rid of this stuff. <laughs> but I gave my. Oh, you're gave, not interested in the girl dolls. Huh? I gave my daughter a hundred and fifty dollars in cold hard cash. I just like I made the deal. A lady came, met me at my house. Took possession of the dolls, and I was just like, "Here you go, hundred fifty bucks." I can't believe she was she was okay with that. She well, she's care. softball. She didn't, she she's didn't moved care on. anyway. She never liked it. No. Oh, okay. okay we wanted we we thought that's what girls were supposed to like. That's different. My daughter does. My daughter will stay in her bedroom. Does, for she, does hours. your daughter have an iPad? No. Does she have a phone? No. Okay. Well, that's the that's that's the thing. Oh, okay. That's keeping her. She doesn't play sports either. Okay. No. Go ahead. My, my daughter's whole mission. Finish your story. Her whole mission in life is to just set up Barbies or baby dolls or American girl dolls. And she does, I've watched her before, like through the crack and she does whatever, which is why you got to be careful what you do in the house. <laughs> um, she does whatever like they did that day, like whatever she did. Like if she goes to the zoo, like she'll come home and she'll take her dolls and their dolls will go to the zoo and mm-hmm. she'll play different roles or whatever, which is why there's always like one Ken doll upstairs with a bag of chips and hot sauce <laughs> and a bunch of beer all over them. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. No, so she has been talking since July about going to the American Girl doll store. And it has been, dude, I've been putting it off and she's had good grades and all that stuff. Have you been stuff. there before? No, no. Oh, okay. No, this was the... the uh, You're talking to the one about the one in Water Tower? Epic Voyage. Yeah, this is the our, what do you call it? Your first trip here. Maiden Voyage? Maiden Voyage, that's it. It is also going to be an epic voyage. <laughs> it is an epic. So, yeah, we took the train there. We walked down Michigan. Um, it, You know what? It's funny because uh, my wife was like, oh, this is like Disney World, like one and done. I'll never come here and do this again. But I was the opposite. I don't care because we kind of talked about it last week how the daughter's a little bit different. Mm. I was like, I don't care, dude. I'll do this all the time. It doesn't matter to me. Like, she was so happy. She was as excited as, I don't know if there's anything that makes me that excited, but she loved it so much that I was like, yeah, who cares? And everyone kept saying, I mean, I would just do this all the time. And everyone kept saying, like, oh, dude, every single person you mentioned, hey, we're going to the American Girl Doll store. We're going to go to that store in Chicago. We're going to take the train. We're going to the American Girl Doll store. Every single time, each person says the exact same thing. It's almost like when somebody, it's almost like when somebody says they're getting married and then you, there's like a few like tropes that everyone says that are, you know, the same, that are dumb. Uh, well, everyone says the same thing for the store. They go, oh, you're going to American Girl Doll store? Uh, better bring your wallet. Hide your checkbook. And it's like, it is expensive, but it's not that crazy. So I start looking around and going, well, I thought it was going to be nuts. Like, her dog goes to the salon and they, do they literally block their eyes when they spray water on them? Like as though they're real people. It's, it's, it's kind of insane. Insanity, dude. So they did her hair and her makeup and nails and blah, blah, blah. And it was like 30 bucks. I go, oh, I thought this was like insane, like crazy. 
but they trick you. They say, well, that's 30 bucks. Cool. And they go, okay, we're going to eat lunch, right? Well, that's another like $80. You know, and then they go, well, the outfits aren't that much. They're only like $40. And so I'm going, it's not that crazy. But then the next thing you know, I'm holding two huge bags filled with stuff that's like 40, 50 bucks. And I go, oh, this is what everybody was talking about. But that being said, dude, we had lunch. And it was, it was, she was happier than anything in the world. And I did that thing that I always do where I look around and I go, you know how we, we always joke around like when you go to like a concert or when you go like, who do I got to kill if it all goes down? Dude, you go to American Girl Bell, I'm going to be like a, a slave trader. Like there, there, there was, there was, there was no testosterone in the surrounding city block. I was, uh, the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And when you're a half manly dude and you go to American Girl Bell store, dude, it's, I might as well have been the rock walking around in that biatch. So there was a time where I snuck to the city with my friend on a train and we, long story short, it's the same, the same concept, like that bait and switch where we were walking down the street and I, my buddy had, I don't know why, but he would wear the weirdest like dress shoes as part of his, uh, his attire. And some homeless guy was like, Hey, I'll shine your shoes. Right. We were like, Hey, this is part of the city experience. There's a homeless guy shining his shoes. So this homeless guy shined up. He let him do it. Yeah. Okay. Shined up one of his shoes. Like, we only brought a certain amount. Of, we were going to the alley. <laughs> we were going to the alley. Of we got off the train on the farthest side of the city and thought it would be okay and easy to walk. It's nowhere to the, near, yeah, right? No, no. Okay. So we didn't care. Uh, but so this guy shined my buddy's. I think it was a Rockport, like an old man shoe. <laughs> shined this thing up like he'd never seen before. My buddy was like, "Dude, that's awesome." And the guy's like, "Well, you can't walk around the city with one shiny shoe, can you?" And my buddy's like, "No, you're right." So my buddy lets him shine the other shoe, and the guy's like, yeah, it's 40 bucks. <gasps> and it's like, well, this is a homeless guy. We're near an alley. Just give him the 40 bucks. And my buddy had bought a certain amount of money to make a purchase, and it was like, well, there's 40 of your dollars. He could now not get his studded right. belt. Right, because the guy told him, the, he's like, oh, it's free. Let me shine your shoe. Yeah, the one shoe was free. The second one was $40. Oh, that's amazing. So, well, then you can always you know, go, no, it's actually $5. You know what? There it was a lesson. Clearly, I never forgot. Yeah. It was 100% worth $40. No doubt well, about it. Well, the shoe was actually free. Me not stabbing you is $40. <laughs> right. So that's right, what with you're a rusty have. hanger I have in my pocket. Got a rusty pocket knife. Here you go. So yeah. so it was fun. I mean, it was cool. But it was it was, uh, it was was a thing. It's, it's kind of like Disney World. Like, you know what I mean? She's right about that. It's like the people that go like, oh, dude, I'll never go. To, well, it's not for you. You well, just go there and you stand there and you handbags and you let your daughter be happy. And that's one, what you do. One of the things we've done over the uh, the entire time we've been podcasting is talk about, you know, work, jobs, you know, pe- people, terrible employees, what jobs would just be terrible. And you just brought up a new one, like the person who spa gives your doll a spa day. Yeah, there dude. has to be, they need to do a documentary on, 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 they do documentaries on everything. So why not this? But how many of those people ha- have like college degrees, had like a you know four point two grade point average, went you know ha- have double degrees, and ended up in some way being a drug addict or having some problem where they ended up giving your doll a spa? I mean, it has to be the most soul crushing. I talked about before when uh, early on in my my. My out of all the jobs I've ever had, one of the worst jobs I ever had was working in a machine shop. Now I had a good job. I ran a CNC machine, and by good job it means I got paid a decent amount of money for doing like four hours of work. Excuse me, four minutes of work during a twelve-hour shift. There were other guys on the other side of the plant who deburred ball bearings all day, and they never stopped. Ugh. You know, you just drop in the bucket, drop in the bucket. Holy cow! So 
I used to tell my, I, like a lot of the jobs that I've done, like other people, what you learn is like, I will, I don't want to do that. So I know one thing in life, I don't want to be working at a machine shop, especially in that capacity. So I often think about if you are, I don't care how cool and, and kitsch and just fun it is to give doll spas to see the, the sparkle in the little girl's eyes. How many of those do you have to do before you're just like, I am I have completely void of any emotion. There's just nothing that can be satisfying about it. Well, and you <laughs> it have, just can't be. And everyone, everyone that comes in is the opposite of you. Who emotion- are all these people? The, who are these? People? They're the opposite of you emotionally too, right? Because they're like this is their biggest day. They're so pumped. Like this is this is their World Series, and you're just like, I hate this so much, dude. Not only that, we took the train, so we got off on Millennium Station, and the guy. I've had this problem too recently. We talked about it a little bit, but dude. Like service, like food service now, dude, nobody cares at all. Like they don't fake it for a tip anymore. They're just like, screw you. If you get food, you do. Like it's all come home to roost. I was listening to an old episode and we were arguing about food service. And I was saying like, basically, look, if they don't spit in your food, they did a good job. Like you don't, I didn't like the concept of like, you got to dance for me for money. I didn't like that. But Wait, now, so stop before you go further. Yeah. What was my stance? Your stance was you want it. If you do extra work, I'll pay you more. You very much wanted them to dance for you, but you would compensate them. Right. Is the way I took it in. I still feel like, just to clarify, I wasn't not giving a tip. I was just saying if you want something above, let's say you start at 20%, if you don't do well, you're going down. You're going, And you were like, hey, you get 20% regardless. I was because I had I had done time but working I just in restaurants. So I was like, you should always tip decently. And you were like, you were saying, no, like I want extra and I'll give you extra. And I was going, don't do that. Don't be those people. But it's all come full circle because now they expect the 20 and more and they don't want to dance for you at all. I like the idea of, hey, just be normal before. I guess I just didn't realize you don't know what you have until it's gone because <laughs> boy, oh boy, is it gone now, dude. We went to the subway in Millennium Station and the guy goes, what do you want? He looked at me like, why'd you come in here? I hate you and I hate your kids. <laughs> I hate your family. Why did you? He goes, what do you want? I go, what do I want? He goes, yeah. And he just said it again. I go, I don't know, a sandwich? Like, is this, is this how this is going to go down? Is this what we're going to do? Because I'm up for it. Uh, anyways, I don't want to talk about Subway as much as just, as much as the point is, it was hilarious. You're talking about shitty jobs. Dude, making Subway sandwiches at a train station? Oof, dude. <laughs> Buying Subway sandwiches at a train station? I, I mean, there is right around the corner from the, well, first of all, dude, the American Girl... Uh, store is in it's got a cheesecake factory but i mean there's a there's a, a gino's east we ate lunch at right around the doll. corner Thank you very oh, much. Okay. oh yeah right. we had a nice <laughs> splendid lunch no they were off the train they wanted a sandwich or i got you. i don't i don't you got you I, I didn't eat it i got you but the, but i let them eat it okay i don't eat mac and cheese very often either, yeah i don't either but she loves it but but it was just i was just thinking i was like god dude all day like there's nary a window in this place you ain't seeing the daylight and you're just seeing like and you know there's like just nonstop, either people that have better jobs than you or bums. That's it. So, so the push for like you know saying, hey, we need to pay these kind of you know fifteen dollars. They need to move the minimum wage up. My feeling is still, you still won't be happy. Yes, you might have a a wage that allows you to do more with it. It could go a little further. Not don't have a problem with that. But ultimately, I just don't understand that people. If you are not being um, like having the opportunity to do creative to be creative in your job how 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 do people do it i just do not get it 
And and that's why, like, I think most people probably get stagnant after three years doing the same thing. That's normal, right? Is that not normal? No, I think that's normal. Yeah. And a lot of, and then people start looking at it and going, well, yes, I'm stagnant. However, I just can't leave this because the, this is too good to walk away just because I'm not getting my creative outlets. Right. Right. I'm not being able to explore my creativity. A lot of people don't dare to dream. They don't even know, like there's not a (laughs) job where you really get to use your brain. Right. Right. Well, and, and, and I tell you, so I, I've, I would say that in me, I, I talk about how myself, and my wife have this issue. I have the issue where it's like, what else is there to say? You know, we've been married 20, right, right. 21 years. We go out on date night and it's like, we talk about the menu. Uh, we went to New Oberfalls the other day because we heard they had a giant cheeseburger with beer cheese poured Dude, over I the saw you it. post a picture of something and I was just like, what are you, it has, why do you want to die so quickly? She actually saw it and said, hey, this looks great. Oh, I mean, it's nice And you, 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 uh, you have to eat it with a fork and a knife. It has Cheetos in it, all kinds of crazy stuff. And again, I still, I have a very limited ability to taste, so why not? Still, Whatever. dude? Yes. So, it is so, so funny that you can't taste things, yet you go out of your way to find delicious things Well, I feel taste. like I have to find exotic flavors in order to... Like, now pairings. is the perfect time for you to be like, I'm on one of those shake diets where I just don't... You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just think. drink, because it's like, who cares? I'm you not think. Enjoying, you know what I mean? But... It's like it's like if you can't smell, but you keep paying more for extra beautiful candles and. So we don't communicate like normal people do, where we have a, a conversation so much because we've had all the conversations. But what we do is send each other stupid TikTok videos all day. Yeah. She sends me TikTok videos of dumb dogs, uh, and I sent her TikTok videos where other people make points about how. Um, men feel and uh and i hope that she watches it and go oh that's where i've been going wrong did i tell you i'm in a group chat where we all share tiktoks no and they have threatened to kick me out twice this week (laughs) dude because everybody sends videos like oh here's kevin hart doing something funny here's an snl skit here's a funny uh thing about girls be like whatever and then i send like an amputee like trying to drink pepsi through his butt or something (laughs) crazy and they're like dude because that's what my vein that's what i like i like oddities i like people getting hurt I like people that I'm not sure what they are. I like yes. people that don't know how the app uses, works. I like people with no followers that threaten their neighbors. <laughs> I, I sent you one of a girl. This whole TikTok is based around a girl who is a 10 and farts in a jar and sends her farts Dude? to people. Yes. Uh, I watched this one video and I just... 69. I, I didn't even I didn't even think about it for more than 30 seconds. I said, oh, Ben would enjoy this. And I moved Dude. on. I scrolled on. Then you text me back and you're like, bro... <laughs> I've watched every one of her. She has she has hundreds <laughs> of videos of the same content, and it's just her talking about how she farts in a jar, how long. Oh, not her, just a jar, dude. You're you're how li- long, you're limiting see, her. Yeah, how I see. I don't know, but how it's long? Amy her, underscore farts sixty nine. It's not just she farts for like you know how people do requests. Yeah, like shout outs. She will do like like oh, the one you did of Doc Gooden for me, where it's like, "Hey Dave, happy birthday!" <laughs> like a cameo, except for she farts. She'll go like, "Hey, this one is for uh, Julian," and she'll rip a fart on her dishwasher or something. But it's legit. It's not like a fake. I, it seems fart to be that they've added in. It seems I was like, "This is," and she's good looking too. And I was like, "This is so jacked up, dude." Uh, I just kept watching them. And then I go like, it's been 15 minutes of me watching someone fart. TikTok is so bad for my brain. Well, I think, I can't believe that that YouTube is even in existence because unless you're looking for like, you know, again, those great videos on how to fix your ceiling fan or how to rewire your, your dishwasher. Longer videos. 
dude, TikTok, I, I don't know how, how Facebook even is around anymore, how Instagram is around anymore. It just seems like you can, you can get drawn in. Uh, but anyway, now they've added this new feature where you can do a, a TikTok live. So as you're scrolling, you'll see some of the people that oh, you yeah. follow or whatever just talk. They're, they're you know what they're just a video of them talking, no, and you can jump in and talk to them and communicate. Their, their with them, right? are out every time. Well, the ones I see, we we have a different hmm. we have different algorithm going they're, on because no, every single out. person that I've seen, man, woman, or both, uh, is arg- It'll have like a background where it'll say like. Uh, you know, talk, whatever it is, abortion, come at me. It'll have like 10 debate topics. They just look to argue? And they literally, and it's like, but they're, it's, it's no, they have, they're just a 17 year old or 22 year old or 35 year old that works down at, you know, uh, wise guy liquors or, you know, wherever. Sub- and they're Subway. like, they're just going at it with people about politics. And it's like, who watches this? This is where we're at, right? This is the to the point to to your point about people are just like, here's your subway sandwich, get the out of my face. <laughs> people just believe for some reason that they are way smarter, way more important. I mean, I know why they do it because well, that's because this generation in of the parents, old day right? nobody would listen to you. Now you think they do. I remember being a kid and my parents saying, like, I don't care what you say, you're a child. Um and you were when we want to hear your opinion, we'll give it to you. That sort of that was the the thought process. And then when I was an eighteen year old, you know, it was like, hey, you live under our roof. You still don't get a say. You when you get out in the real world, and you you know yeah. the old Bill Cosby where he's got the monopoly money and he's taking the, and Theo thinks he knows better, and, and Theo goes, no, let me get an extra one. I want to look good, right? And I mean, uh, I, mean, I know, don't know. I don't have autism. Very, Why? very impactful uh, Cosby show episode that everybody of uh, my generation definitely remembers and goes like, "Dude, I didn't." You know, Theo didn't realize how much a pedicure was. You know, even once a recorder. It's just those things that you, you know, a windshield wiper go, blades go off on your car. That's going to be twelve bucks. That's uh-huh. going to you know all that stuff. It, it. This is what happened when we are the last generation or our generation started raising the generation halfway between like 10 years mm-hmm. older than us, the, the, the participation trophies, the giving your kid a say, I still don't give my kids a say. I still just stop them mid sentence. I'm like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> now the, the, the smart thing to do or the right thing to do, maybe let them express how they feel. And then if you feel they're completely off base, say, Hey, this is why you're not correct. And, and here's the information, the, 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 the what I have to support my opinion, your life experience, uh, you know, I don't know, medical research, pay, whatever it is. But we don't do that, right? I don't do that. I just go like, hey, dude, you you know nothing about, you're not even in the real world yet. Like, you shut the fuck up. To quiet? Yeah. My dad surely didn't care what Jello Biafra felt about no. uh, the world, politics or, or anything else. So no matter what I said, he was just not interested. And I didn't try to, I didn't try to impose no, you know the beliefs that I was being indoctrinated uh, into believing, but now it's like people have this op- this application that allows them the biggest signal in the world, right, to be broadcast to anyone who's willing who might flip past their page and go, wait, what's this person talking about? Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. Which is why for twenty dollars, Amy will fart on your dog. <laughs> that seems like a. I mean, here's the thing: you know what you're getting, right? There's just that that's yeah. old school. Here's a product. 
Here's a price. <laughs> Dude, I, I see zero problem with it. Other than it's it's bad for my brain. For sure it's bad for my brain. Because like you said, uh, used to run out of stuff like to talk about with the wife. I will be in conversations with somebody now and I'll just be like, oh, that reminds me of like, you ever think of a, we're calling them gifts, right? Yes. Okay. You ever think of a gif and just feel like that is what I should say to you rather than say the words to you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, that's not good for your brain, right? Like, hey, here's this thought I have, but I really want to just say like, oh, no, no, it's that Lannister kid jumping out the window. Well, last night, myself and my wife went and played cards with uh, our, our na- one of our neighbors and um, just had a conversation while playing cards. And I was thinking, you know, these people that do these Facebook Lives, they are people uh, like my son's age or a little bit older who have spent their entire life socializing with people over bandwidth, you know, over in the virtual world. And now they're like home on a Saturday night asking people, come at me, man. Come at me with your opinions on, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, bit private businesses should have to, to, to cater to, to gay people for making wedding cakes, mm. you know. And they literally can't wait to have a virtual real conversation. How about this? Have a real conversation. People are so awkward in real life nowadays. And maybe that's the whole like, hey, here's your sandwich. People don't know how to be kind. They don't know how to be. They don't know how to be real. All that shit is completely. They don't right. even fake it. That's true. You know, they don't even fake it. My At, son will say like punchlines from memes or whatever, and I go, Dex, there's like no context what you're saying. <laughs> like he'll just be like, yeah, Timmy hit, gets hit with a stick. I'm like, oh, wh- what, dude? What'd but, you say? Yeah, you know, like the kid jumps in the river, and it's like. <laughs> What the fuck? Like, where are you at, bro? Like, I, I, it's, it's, it's becoming a real problem with him. I'm like, my, I don't know what you're like to him. He's had a conversation in his head before you started and he's giving you the punchline, which when he saw it didn't make sense then either. It's dude. It's so random. Well, my mom will talk about how she goes to uh, the grocery store. My son works at, and she'll be like, who's this guy? And he'll be like, why? Well, this guy, all he, I went through the cash, the cashier did all, ca- you know, rang everything up. And then this guy was just standing at the, you know, the area where the bagger stands and had, had earphones, headphones on, was, was sort of like bopping along. Like he was listening to music mm. and not even, didn't even feign interest in, in bagging my groceries. And then when the cashier was like, Hey, you need to bag this lady's groceries. The guy was like, right, right. And just like, you know, started bagging the grocery, but putting detergent with, with, you know, lunch meat. There is, and and so I would ask him, like, how is it that your employer allows employees who who their job is to interact with customers to wear headphones while at work? I don't understand. Well, they can't find people to work. They're happy with who they have. Mm-hmm. It's it's that's just the way of the world, and that's yeah. why I I, I flip flopped. So one of the things we talked about, and before we turn the mics on, was like, let's really talk about how we've evolved, right? Yeah. And I used to say, I'm afraid of the machines. I was really big into this whole like, hey, I don't like the Neuralink idea. I do not like taking human beings and, and basically going hurling toward the future and creating something past a homo sapien, some sort of cyborg Neuralink computer AI person. Now I'm for it. We need to be extinct. It's this experiment is over, bro. It's over. <laughs> what just because some lady farts on a Pomeranian for twenty dollars? The podcasting is over. Okay, TikToking is the future. 
If, who's listening to podcasts anymore? I feel like everybody, there was this big thing where everybody wanted to do podcasts, but I even find myself, I've literally downgraded. I don't really even listen to podcasts but anymore. But now they listen to clips of podcasts. They do. I listen, the, the highlights. Just show me the. I listen to audiobooks um, and music. I've, I don't even listen to podcasts anymore. Every now and then. I just listen to highlights of audiobooks, dude. I'm like, it was the best of times. <laughs> it was the worst of the end. <laughs> Am I wrong? We've truncated everything into being so specifically no fat on it. There's zero context. They just zoom in on this one. It's like the news, anything else. And that's it. That's And we're all like, yeah, that's, I got other things to do. I don't really have time. I agree with time. you that the experiment's over. I agree with you on that. Yeah, for sure the experiment's over. How would a person, if you took Tom Cruise, if you took Tom Hanks and you made that movie, the one where he gets lost on the island and makes love with a volleyball castaway okay you made that movie now a contemporary version of it just the fact that this dude had no opportunity to communicate with people in the virtual world everybody would feel so uncomfortable about that movie not that he's on a desert island yeah it's like hey dude this guy's on a desert island which is fine because i usually stay in my bedroom anyway i don't really like people it would get AC 17 it lets my anxiety down when i don't have to deal with other people but then you take away his ability to communicate with people via his phone yeah. You could make that movie by just saying like, hey, Tom Hanks was driving a truck down the street and his phone fell out of his pocket. <laughs> his battery died. Yeah, his battery died. That's the movie. You know yeah, what I mean? That that, that's once. how crazy it is. That was really scary that happened once. Almost. Scared yeah. me. It scared me half to death. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the other thing is um, baseball. I don't know what's going on. We it, it was just to the point, for anybody who's paying attention, where people were going like, hey, F football, people don't want to stand, they don't want to sit. There's this big whole thing about people, you know, kneeling and not doing the Pledge of Allegiance and people refusing to do this and people writing things on their helmets and everybody's like, oh, you know what, can't we just play football? And then they changed the rules to where you can't really tackle people and they really neutered the game and people were like, you know what, baseball is 100% America's pastime. That's what it is. And now, again, Strike. baseball figured out a way to literally go... Hey, guys, you remember back, I don't know, like 25 years ago or whatever, when everybody was like, I will never watch baseball again mm -hmm. because everybody was super greedy. Hold my beer. Turns because out Because we're going to do that again, but this time we're going to add this other thing where we find out through some um, Deep Throat-esque investigation that the league was juicing balls all season this season and giving super juice balls to games that were that they wanted to be exciting. Is like, that a real thing? Oh yeah, that happened. So so what they've what they've determined is is you know like the uh, the Sox Yankees game that happened at the Field of Dreams. Yes, they put juiced balls in this game, which makes the balls bounce off the bats, and that's why they had so many home runs during that game. Oh, so it's I didn't know. they're like, oh yeah, well the thing is is we wanted to spice up just to, to get people more interested. How ironic in, they would cheat in a, like the Black Sox game in in big market you know? in big market games where they put a lot of advertising in. And there was like two teams and a lot of like, you know, pomp and circumstance. They use juice wow, balls. I didn't know. In low market teams where they were like, who cares? They use the regular balls. And now this has come out and it's like, okay, so now we're not juicing the players. We're juicing the balls. And we're just, baseball's just going like, well, I mean, hey, we're just trying to get it. Dude, I don't understand. If my dad you, was still alive, he'd quit watching baseball again. <laughs> that's, I don't want to. Because I was just about to buy... uh the next year, I I was telling the wife, I go, I gotta buy the baseball package where I can just watch the Mets. I I, I tried, I I tried as much as I could, and I want to say we watch baseball every day of last year, um, some sort of baseball every single night, 
and we were just all about it. And and mm. then and now again, I'm like, you either have to be okay with cheating and okay with the fact that there is no difference between WWE and professional football, professional basketball. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. And yeah. there's going to be some sort of edge that every league and every organization and every, you know, all those people, there has to be an edge to go like, this will make, this will bring people back. Like when a notification goes up on off your phone and you grab it and it's just Instagram uh, telling you some, some stupid advertisement thing or some, okay. some way to get you to open the app back up and re-engage. And this is all, this is what we this is what marketing has turned into a way to trick your brain into reengaging for at least one second because then they can get you for two, and then they can get you for five, and now you're like, well, shit, I, I'll leave the baseball game on while I'm scrolling through my. So phone. So we might as well just let the robots do that. The They've robot. done it. Well, it's we'll over. Let the robots do it's it. It's over. Total yeah. Recall. I don't know how this is correlated, but it's true. It's Wally. <laughs> it all comes yeah. back to Wally. That'd be total. We'll end up floating around. Yeah. Well, Wally, but Total Recall, because that lady that had three boobs, mm-hmm. that'll be part of it. I'm hoping, you know. Then the show Sex in the City, they revamped it. The second episode, hey, sorry for everybody, turn your... turn what? your turn Again? Your, turn your, like a fourth time they did? Yes. Turn your uh, podcast off or skip forward 15 seconds. Uh, one of the main characters dies after riding his Peloton bike. And um, it's crazy because I heard Peloton stock plummeted. Uh, they, yeah, it did. they offered them the opportunity to, Hey, let's sponsor Peloton. Didn't know they were going to use it in this fashion. And now all of a sudden people are like, well, I probably shouldn't exercise anymore. You I shouldn't could work die. Out. Yeah. You shouldn't work okay, out. Okay. You could turn your, you could turn your podcast back. You just be like Wally back. and just not work out and float around on your thing. Seems like the best way and, to be, and, right? In, in, just in, work in on your personality. In Wally, they, no, you don't have to do that. <laughs> in Wally, they were so catered like TikTok. Like you want to wear a blue suit? You just push a button and your clothes turn blue. You want to be red? You just push a button. What do you want to eat? Cupcake in a cup? Just push a button. That's TikTok, right? That's like, what exactly do you want? They know that I like disfigured people who are small and I'm not sure if they're babies or people dancing around to Arabic music. They know that. What about so that's what, just what I get. Now. What about skateboarding accidents where people uh, fall or bicycles where they fall over uh, some like huge gorge? And are never seen again. No, I like more. Um, I like more shame based stuff. I like people that are like um, not sure if they're on the spectrum or not. Mm. That's like my vein. That's what. That's what I enjoy more. On the I like, spectrum, you're right. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I like people that uh, that don't understand sarcasm in the comments and they get mad about it. That's fun for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. Um, yeah. yeah. So you you also spend time reading through the comments on videos, just like I'm here for the mm. comments kind of guy. Well, not much. Or when they because it's not a, my thoughts. When they pop care. up a comment and the person who's the creator is now at, like reacting. Yeah. To no, okay. I like when people make response videos. Like whoever said my girlfriend is not a woman. Well, how could that be? Because look at her. She's got. And then they point to her, and I'm like, that's what I'm there for. Dude, I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, I want to say we have put this off for far too long. People have been asking Extinction? for it. You keep you you we, we we keep on putting it on on the slating it up there like it's going to happen, and to no fault of our own, it just has not happened. D- did you ever see the Burbs? I watched the Burbs, dude. When I watched the Burbs, I mean, it was a long time ago because I was going to you know <laughs> yeah, I definitely watched it a long time ago because I was going to review it. Can and you do it now? In, the, never, in the last, there's never any time in the last eighteen minutes. Of a 300 episode podcast, can you can you give the people what they want? I know they waited forever for a review for the Burbs, and I know that we have 18 minutes to review it, 
But what I want to do is review it in 17 minutes and 46 seconds <laughs> and just take 14 seconds to say how big of a piece of shit this movie is. Oh. And how it's not as advertised. You guys, for years, for years, review the burbs, review the burbs. I love Tom Hanks. Uh, we'll see how much longer you're loving I like, him. I like Corey Feldman. <laughs> uh, I, that's all I liked about this. Oh, and I like Princess Leia. Uh-huh. She's in it also. Yeah. So the Burbs is uh, setting in for some time off of his suburban home. Ray Peterson, Tom Hanks, he vacation is, he takes a vacation. It becomes a horror movie when these creep these crazy people move in next door to him, mm-hmm. and they're super creepy and weird. And his buddy, dude, his friend Art, played by Rick. Who do you know that guy? I I've seen him in other things, but even as you say it right now, I'm like I don't know. He's Canadian, I think. I mean, by Dude, he's got to be from Canadian. Minnesota or like Upper Peninsula. You know how like people in the '80s always overact and like like Corey Feldman does every time. And yeah. It's like, hey man, like they all try to be John Candy, but right. it doesn't work or whatever. This guy tried hard to be John Candy, and I just like the whole movie seemed to be like we're gonna make his buddy the star. Like you mean the directors were gonna make Art the neighbor the star? Yes, the whole movie was like we're gonna make this quirky neighbor like but the so writers. Awesome. But the writers were Tom Hanks was supposed to be the star. Yeah, but no, but, but I'm saying that in your right. your depiction is that although it was written for Tom Hanks's character to be the star, the way it was directed, sort of and cut up was that this guy was gonna be the star. He was the comic relief who didn't have any relief for me comedically. <laughs> It was terrible. Corey Feldman was cool, but he was just there. The only real takeaway from this movie is um, the neighbor's super hot wife, who I did Google and find out. I was like, dude, I'm like 30 years late, but who's this lady? Uh, It is. I don't understand if this movie's a comedy. Yeah. I don't understand. It's a dark comedy. Is it? Yeah. I didn't laugh darkly. Almost like that. Remember that one where Vince Vaughn and his buddies go to Las Vegas for the bachelor party? I mean, a way better movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's considered a comedy. So, well, first of all, when you Google it, somebody put, is the Burbs a true story? That, <laughs> oh, the experiment's over, bro. Experiment is over. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I didn't know if it was supposed to be funny because I wasn't laughing. <laughs> it has a tension, this movie, because I think they're trying to make it scary, so it has a tension, but all it is is the uncomfortable kind. Mm. Like, with no payoff of being scary, it's just like, oh, this movie's uncomfortable and not funny. Um there was a pretty cool part where the the neighbor who was like a military veteran guy, Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern, yeah, uh, Rums, Rumsfield, yeah, Rumsfield was on the, he had his rifle and he was perched <laughs> up on top of the house waiting to do some cool rifle stuff and he sat there and he was eating animal crackers. That's the only part in the whole movie where I was like, oh, yeah, that seems pretty cool. Like that seems like something. That was I might the only do. part that was a true story. That's the only part <laughs> that was supposed to happen. Yeah, and then it turns out like they uh, they killed the neighbor. But they all were. But here's the thing. I, Dude, it, maybe I need to watch it again because I don't want to, but maybe I need to because the whole time they're like trying to prove did these crazy, weird, spooky neighbors kill their neighbor and the dog. Uh, but one, nobody cares because you didn't know the guy. So nobody cares if he's killed. But they, it seems like if you're trying to do like a 180 in a pool, you're supposed to go, these people are normal, but they might have killed somebody. They make them super creepy the whole time. But also, they killed somebody. It's almost like if you go to, the, like, you knock on the Adams family door and you're like, hey, uh, I don't want to accuse you of anything, but your daughter's got really weird pigtails. And it, like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Give me, I'm going to give you 60 seconds and I want you to tell the audience in your own words, not okay. by reading it. All right. From start to finish, what this movie's about. Go. This movie is about Tom Hanks, who's married to Princess Leia. And you know how in all 80s movies, they always have the guys who work too much? That's the trope. Like, like you got to fight the man. Like you know, you work downtown for a 
a less than fair wage. And, and when the boss says, you got to work the weekend, you work the weekend without complaining. He's one of those dudes. You better move your ass. You've been he, already at 20 seconds. No, it's all good, dude. I'll wrap it up. So then he uh, he takes a vacation and Princess Leia keeps saying, you need to take some time to not work. So he doesn't work. And he finds out that instead of enjoying his free time, he can't stop eyeballing the crazy weird neighbors who have moved in next door. They're super weird. Their grass doesn't grow. They have hillbilly maybe killers in their house. And then his buddy, who's not funny, helps him look into it. And his other buddy, who's not funny with a hot wife, helps. And Corey Feldman watches. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, like 43 seconds. Now, let me give you uh, a quick. Here's how I interpret the movie, right? <laughs> so Tom Hanks. Is this char- seriously the worst movie of the history of the, sh- of the show that they've, I had Tom, to watch? Tom Hanks's character is being asked by or told by his wife, hey, you're spending too much time at work. So basically the guy says, I, I'm going to take some time off and I have a bunch of like honeydew chores I have to do around the house. So he that's what his that's the goal here. Uh, in the meantime, his stupid neighbor comes over and is like, hey, look at these weird people that just moved in. And oh, he's just forget. like, hey, I don't really care. I'm busy doing this work. And his friend's like, look, I don't have a job or maybe I do. I'm not I don't remember if he's a mailman or whatever. He, he has. eats a lot of their like, food because that's funny. He's like a Kramer type of dude. Mm. And he keeps on pushing the Tom Hanks character to take a look at these weird neighbors and all these odd things are happening. And they live in a house in this cul-de-sac, which is like a gloomy house that looks completely like, you know, dude, something out of Nightmare on Elm Street. It looks like a monster house. And like you said, ultimately, uh, one of the neighbors goes missing and they determine, they think maybe he just went out of town or whatever. So they make some uh, some immediate inquiries where they're snooping around the house. They try to make contact with the neighbors and they find out, yes, they are weird. And then Tom Hanks has it in his head that these neighbors killed the missing neighbor who may or may not have been on vacation. And they do some recon and they break into these people's house and they find out that they didn't kill him, only to find out that later on that they did kill him. And it all revolved. The only piece of evidence they have is a terrible hero piece. Um, but he didn't. they didn't kill that guy. They killed the people who were living in the house prior to the Klopax movie. Maybe they in. did. Nobody knows. But most importantly, the, the one thing you said that makes the most sense is there's no arc. Right, so this is just like, hey, these are these weird people that moved in that we think killed people. It's just and they a ended bunch up of being the weird that people happens. that moved in that killed people. Terrible casting. Uh, I mean, Tom Hanks was. I would. I bet you, right then, was at the the pinnacle of his career, and everybody what? else was at the downslide of their pinnacle. Career. I mean, the pinnacle of his comedy career of oh, that no, that dude. part, like the Turner and Hooch. The Joe versus the volcano, like they oh. were using him. He went on to do more serious yeah, stuff, yeah. but I mean, like in that weird, we'll never see that Tom Hanks again. He's like bosom buddies. Yeah, that Tom yeah. Hanks. You know, and we're about to see a new Tom Hanks. I think we all know that uh, <laughs> in, in the near future after this trial's over. But uh, with that said, um, yeah, this movie is a huge load of dog shit. It's garbage. It's. I hate it. I hated it then. I I'm hate trying it now. to think of so. Throughout the show, we used to do a thing called uh, what do we call it? Hey, not hate my movies. It, I would review yeah. movies. Yeah, I don't, movie. again, I don't know. <laughs> I would review 80s movies that I missed on the first time. And some of them I loved, like Dirty Dancing goes on the podium. My Bodyguard is awesome. Uh, and some of them were really bad. And The Burbs would be one that I was just like, I'm trying to think. There was a couple where I was like, dude, what did you make me watch that were tough, <laughs> that were really bad? Um, but yeah, Dirty Dancing was one of my favorites. You made me watch one. Uh, oh, not Dirty Dancing. I'm sorry, Footloose. Yeah, you I've, made I've seen Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing also great. Yeah. But uh, uh, th- you made me watch uh, the one with uh, the three brothers and uh, the- Legends of the Fall. Yes. I made you watch that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which I was. But you, you know, didn't. You, what you're supposed to do is watch that movie and then make sweet love. But so the it's idea, not the same if you don't do that. The idea of the bit was no. You said I would watch that movie with my wife and she would be compelled. That's right. Did you? But you again, watch it with her. Yes. Well, but, you didn't follow the instructions. But, but again, the the whole idea of this is that Ben <laughs> missed these movies in, when they were actually made because his parents were you know restricted what he could and couldn't watch as a young man. Uh, due to uh, their religious beliefs or the way they were trying to raise their children mm-hmm. without having all this uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll in their lives. They, it turned out not to work out. But the, and I had never seen Legends of the Fall because I was like, this movie looks really stupid. But I was pleasantly surprised. Such oh, Young Guns was one that you, you, you hated. That I was just, I didn't hate it. It was just, it's a mess. It's a, <laughs> that, that one, that one, that, that is all bravado and like look. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, this movie doesn't have to be good. Look at how awesome we look. This is what we do, though, in Hollywood. Not we, but this is what they do. I mean, not the Jews. You know, the people no, in Hollywood. not them. So this is what happens, is you take a bunch of people, actors that are hot at the time, like hot as in like they're, they're bankable stars, oh, this and you go, let's, like, let's make an ensemble movie with all these people. Doesn't matter what the genre is. Doesn't matter what the no, story is. Doesn't matter. Let's put Bon Jovi uh together with them in the soundtrack and Bankable, let's dude. let's make it happen. And <clears throat> it made a shit ton of money. And I love it. It's dear to my heart. Um but I, I agree with you. It's 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 not the best. Not what the are best. some of the other bits that we did? We did we used to take phone calls. We used to take phone calls. And then uh, there that, was, that was always a mess because we didn't have a producer, so it wasn't like they wouldn't save like the good ones, and this is what they want to say. <laughs> right. It would just be somebody answering. They'd be well, like, "Hello, this well, shotgun Bill. Hello." We, we weren't even able to put out what specifically we're talking about, so it's just like a random person, like, "Hey, I'm calling in, man. You guys said to call in. You guys what recording? <laughs> right? You gonna can I get a sticker?" And then we had voicemails we would play and we would answer people's <clears> questions. <throat> we had a search to interview celebrities for a while, which I failed miserably. But you got Michael Rappaport, I which did. is great. I got Michael Rappaport before, right before he broke. And then, you know, I know all that other stuff. Happened. Yeah, you got him pre like his ESPN nonsense. His first and, podcast hasn't even been released yet, right? This was right before he started doing his own podcast. No, I, th- I feel like it was because you had dropped. I don't know. It was, then, it was close. And then um, he had a guy that was his buddy named Gerald Moody, who was on the podcast. Oh, that's and, right, and, and dude. So I, I had also had, I had him. Um, so what I would do is I would, I would, we would write down like 10 questions and then I would send them to celebrities and say, hey, record this on your phone and just send me your answers so you don't have to be on my podcast. I just want to play the audio, and then I'm going to have Ben guess what the celebrity, how the celebrity answered those questions, which is a great bit. Yeah. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. It's a great yeah, bit. no, it's good. Especially when you get somebody I, we uh, somebody of, of substance on it. No, that was fun. You know? That was fun. Wish we could have done more with it. Um, and then uh, oh, Benovations. Benovations uh, Ben would create bit. an idea that was... Uh, I mean, he would create in his head, and it wasn't very well thought out. It was and then two great ideas. He w- he would explain his his innovation, and then I would tell him how that's completely nonsense and it wouldn't work. <laughs> um, re- regardless if I was right or wrong, that's how, that's 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 something we, we used did to do. do the the live event was pretty great. I am pretty proud of that. That was a lot of fun. We did there. do a live event. Uh, we called it Rats at the Rose. Yes, we did a live event at the, and we did a, a game that we used to play all the time, which was something or, um, what are those girls called? Oh, suicide girls, suicide or? girl, or so suicide girls have the most ridiculous <laughs> oh, names. That's right. So yeah. I would say suicide girl or transformer. And you would, I would read the name and you'd have to decide whether that is the name of a transformer yeah, or a suicide right. girl. Yeah. Um, 
and so we did a, a live contest where dude, I gave away as a prize a signed Chuck Norris uh, photograph. You gave away a Mets thing too. What did I get? Something oh no, Mets I gave related. I gave away my talking baseball baseball card, talking baseball card. Uh, so I had like a Daryl Strawberry oh, yeah, card on it. Yeah, it played Daryl Strawberry talking about Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, but we had do we had three bands. We had uh, an artist, a street photographer. Yeah, there was a time where we were. I was. We had thought about sending you out to interview people and then bring that interview back uh, and play it on the podcast. Oh, I did. I did street interviews at Beatles Fest once yeah. with yeah. my buddy who kept referring to it as a popcast. <laughs> so yeah, we we've we tried everything, hmm. but ultimately, as you know, what we settled on was just coming in and, and talking about our miserable weeks and our interpretation of the decline, the slow and fast decline. Of we tried structure. Yeah. I tried doing it sober. I tried doing it super drunk. There's a few episodes that never aired because of that. I moved it to the morning time. So Ben couldn't be drunk only That's to realize true. he would be hung over, <laughs> uh, which created you. its own issues. How dare you? <laughs> no, but it is funny when we talked about the arc though, is I, so I do this thing, uh, at my work, I do a PowerPoint presentation. It, it's about a couple different things, but I use a lot of stories and metaphors. Basically, I have a PowerPoint, but I, I don't read it. Like I go to, I go. This brings me up to an idea, and I talk about it, and then I tell a story about it. <clears throat> and uh, one of the things that I talk about is, um, is in certain professions how you can become cynical and jaded or whatever, and how that's just a side effect of certain professions when dealing with the public. And I always cite the story. I say like I did done this podcast for eight years. And when I you talk about that during your PowerPoint, yeah, no, oh, I, no, it's but but it's it makes a good point. I go um, eight years ago, seven years ago, whatever. I said I would always argue with the other guy on the show um, because he would always say you you would always go like like I would be a little more um, mm, empathetic, empathetic. I would be a little more uh, uh, yeah cordial. I would be a little more. Uh, <laughs> Understanding. Uh, yes, these are all good words. I, w- I would have a little more faith in humanity back in the day, you know, a long time ago. Well, back in the day, I would always sort of be like, well, look at it from their point of view. And hey, maybe they have a point, right? <clears throat> and I talk about this in the bar when I go, and he would always say, I go, Dave would always say, you're going to come to my side of this argument. I'm not going to come to your side. And I obviously don't want you to be right. And I don't <laughs> want to become more I, you know, I don't want to be sucked into the dark side. I'm fighting it because you're talking about a guy who worked at Whole Foods for seven years. That was very much like, hey, man, everyone's got their own opinion, man. Um, but I always talk about this, that without with me being cognizant of it and me actively trying to not let that become a thing, slowly life and things just do. You just slowly slide more toward the other side. And by the other side, I mean um, more solidified in your opinion and more like, no, I was right about that. Like you sort of, you're less interested in other ones, other people's insights on things that you feel confident about. You know what I mean? Well, if you, this is the interesting part about that. I have, um, I'm married, you're married. I've been married longer than you. I have children. You have children. I've had children longer than you. Right, I have, right, right. So I, we work in the same career. I've been in that career longer than you. Right. And so for that, uh, we both have two children, one boy, one girl. Mm. Um, a lot of similarities. We're from the same general area. Uh, we're both we do, we both play music, uh, or or are interested in music. And so for that, it wasn't, in my opinion, it worked out this way to where I just you could t- say this to anybody who walks in that same line. It's like I just been there before. I've already right. seen it. Right, 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 right. You yeah, know, but it's but it's it's the same as like when you like when even like when like say when you're raising a kid or you have a, right whatever I was just gonna say they, they'll go like they'll go like no It'll you don't get it me, you man. don't get it and it's like 
Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> right. yes. yeah, but I mean, it's the per- it's the younger person's job to go like, no, nah, man, not me. And it's the older person's job to go like, yeah, dude, you too. It's inevitable, right? <laughs> it's, we we all become our parents. Our parents are from that. Like we're that last generation that are this like is the our wire, parents' dude. generation. We got to find like t- like teenagers that want to podcast and be like, hey, man. <laughs> well, hey, do you have a drinking problem? All right, he's in. One of the things I always I always think about is would what would my dad be doing if when my dad was forty four almost forty five years old as I am would he walk around if he had the opportunity with AirPods in all day No, he wouldn't. You know, would he, yesterday I, I got uh, I have a a drawing tablet. I came down in in I came down to the podcast room to clean up and get rid of some stuff and and throw some stuff away because I'm on vacation. It's just kind of like what one of the things I like to do. And then I sat down with my drawing tablet for like three hours. And I just drew and I'm like, yeah, all my dad would have went downstairs and made bullets. You know, that's what he liked mm-hmm. to do. Um, but it's all that of like, Hey, would my dad have done this? No, he was of a different ilk. Like they just weren't like that. No, they were, they just did it differently. Right. So he, he wasn't, he was listening to the bears on a AM FM radio on a Sunday, not being bothered. That was by his, his version of right. doing it. Now, so, how many minutes would he spend watching Amy underscore 69 farts? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, close he, to zero. Yeah, probably zero. But he would <laughs> on the on the flip side of that he would spend that time watching Dancing with the Stars, Got, which yeah, I yeah. would also be like, dude, why are you watching Dancing with the Stars? You're a mechanic and you ride a Harley and like, <laughs> what, what's happening here? Right. Uh, but we all succumb at the end to just being what we what we know, right? What's what we saw, and you just have to you 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 have to stop uh, raging against the dying of the light. But one of the cool things about doing this has been, and I talk about it all the time, or, or not, you shouldn't, you, you don't have to, but you will. Yeah. But one of the cool things, and I talk about all the time, is like a lot of people, everyone, you become your parents, you all have that arc or whatever. It's, you know, it's Lion King, it's the wire. Um, But not many people have it documented. You know what I mean? And a lot of this is like an affect because it's a show to be funny or whatever, but it is cool. It is really cool to have an eight year arc of the way. If your words are the only thing that you have, mine aren't great, but if the words, if your words are the only thing that you have to express your thoughts and ideas, you've documented eight, nine years of it. Right. So you have like, you have data to show your your <laughs> thought sure arcs. Do. You know what I mean? It's not always pretty. We managed <laughs> but you to, have it. We managed to not get canceled. Uh, I have not been canceled since 2010, uh, 11 when I started this, and you have not been canceled since you've been aboard since episode 35. However, a lot of times people think they're they're that means they're not going to be canceled, and years go by, and then someone oh, tr- yeah. trenches this stuff up. So my other thought is, do I immediately take this? And uh, do the old Enron and burn it all to the ground the minute uh, you know, minute it's all said and done. I don't think so because no, as, as, as open as you think you are with your kids, they don't really know what right. you think. Sort of, you know what I mean? Right. Like I would say before, like I would, dude, if my if my dad had eight years of podcasts of him talking shit, like oh my god, I'd be like, <laughs> there's not a price I wouldn't pay, even if half of it was garbage. I would still be like, you know what I mean? I would still be like, oh, that's that's. Oh, I always wondered what he thought about that because when I started, my kids were, dude, what year? 2012. No. Uh, yeah, probably by the time, maybe, yeah. No, because I had Well, a, I could tell you, I would say Dexter was probably two or three. There's a picture of my daughter and your son at my house, well, and it was early on, very early on in the podcast. July 17th, 2013. Okay, that's So my forward. son was almost two, and my daughter was like, I don't know, five months, six months or whatever. It's crazy. Like, yeah, no, it's, and she's nine today. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's bananas, dude. That's a long time, and you know what? It's a long time to only have produced three hundred episodes. <laughs> you know, we've taken some breaks along the way. So you know, we have full time jobs, people. 
nine years. And this is, I partly blame all. I put partly blame all of you people. Well, we like to. Talk, well, I definitely blame them. If people are like, we need two a week. You don't think we would have came by right. the way? Um, don't you remember there we was took a time when people too. were saying that? Like, hey, you know, we'd like to hear more. It's like, well, we'd like to hear more too. <laughs> people yeah. in hell want ice water. Yeah. And I would like to point out we are uh, two minutes over past episode 300 so i don't know i don't know who i know ben earlier in the last week was like hey we can't go out like this this like this is it like we don't have anything special planned and just as is uh unceremonious <laughs> as this began it it uh this is how it's gonna end what about <laughs> super fans what about them who are the, the people that have kept the meager you want to drop the, some the meager amount of, of wind in your sails yeah Oh, uh, Fallman. K-Fog, for sure. Fallman's my number one guy. Want to know I don't what, care yeah. what anybody says. <laughs> I don't, I don't care whose feelings are hurt. This dude has been uh, on and on, on and off with us. But, I mean, this guy, this guy, Jason Fallman, who lives in uh, Crescent City, California, and is a radio DJ uh, at K-Fog Radio, which you can hear uh, online if you live out here, right? This is the best, dude. He is, this guy was playing our early episodes, like early as when Ben first came on, he was playing them on the radio. And I think that I want to say he said that where he's located, like, you know, it's a, it's a lower band as far as who could hear it. Um, it's a college radio sort of uh, uh, frequency yeah. spread or whatever. NorCal, but I, th- I think he was saying that the prison was able to, to uh, hear it. So God uh, bless him. If he was playing us for the yeah, prison, for sure. I mean, that's who some of his listeners were people in prison yeah. out there. Um, so they could, oh, tune they in. couldn't write a letter. They don't have time. <laughs> they could, they would tune into his radio show and he would play. This is like early on. He would play reaction. So he would play a snippet of the podcast and then him and his cousin Ray, who is like his sometime oh, radio dude, sidekick, I forgot about they Ray. would review what we were talking about on the podcast or they would use our bit as a jumping off point to have their own conversation Yeah, because back then we didn't have the opportunity to, uh, I guess, uh, podcast via Skype or uh, we could, but I mean, the t- I didn't have that technology. I didn't know how to make it happen. No, so. even like Twitter, I, we talk, I listen to old episodes. We talk a lot about Twitter, like it was new mm-hmm. and now it's like ah, Twitter, you know, <sighs> no, but, um, this saint of a man had limited time and used it to play our show and talk about it. That's, right. And and I don't even remember probably through Twitter how how he even found us or how we found him, but uh, man, what a what what a trooper for sure. I've made friends and lost friends through the podcast. Like yes. people that listen to the show, like we should hang out. Remember that I went yes. I went, met a dude, hung out. We went camping. We were like buddies. Next, yes. we brought our kids to give it cool. I also went on a, a date uh, via the podcast. I think he with got upset. Be- I think he got upset because I said, "What was I had rules about camping with a dude?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember specifically what they were, but I do remember it was, it was, it was. Oh, no. I said, how many of us have to go camping before it's not gay anymore? <laughs> how, like how many people need to be included in that camping trip? Not how many yeah. times do you keep camping? But, right. right. Like, I mean, if it's seven guys, right. that's a group of dudes that can, they yeah. can camp. But two of us, this is yeah. broke back. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think he liked that. But yeah, he, I then we had an episode called Dumped by a Dude because I talked about how he was eventually, he had met me through the show. We got along and one day he was just like, I think I'm out. And I was like, all right. <laughs> That's fine, dude. I think that happened to you several times, didn't it? I got dumped by a few dudes, yeah. And then uh, one of the other things we used to do all the time was I would put up these polls, Team Ben, Team Dave, and I feel like Ben probably, like the Sox versus Cubs uh, legacy, probably edged me out uh, if you put them all together. And it depends on what, because I would put them on Instagram too, where Ben really had no following. Uh, and it was all my people. So that would that, that would be a way for me to feel better about the situation. 
Um, well, Harvey but, Woodlawn. Is, is Harvey Woodlawn. mention for sure. Yep. Santos. Super honorable. Uh, Harvey Woodlawn, Santos, Doppler. As much as I hate saying it, Joe Marinero. <laughs> Joe Marinero. Yeah, yeah. Marinero, Marinero. Uh, my cousin Lisa. Joe, the most curmudgeonly, like, <laughs> but it's like, it's almost Joe like. his own like show, every, you but have, not really. <laughs> What's that? He needs his own show, but not really. Yeah, yeah. But it's like everyone has like that guy in the group where it's like, you're like, why are you still here? You hate us, don't you? But it's like, nah, dude, let's hang out. And you go, oh, I, I guess I misunderstood. You Extremely know? pleasant in real life. No, not a bit. Extremely just, pleasant just, in real life. It's, Except, just, it's know, hard sometimes. I did run into him one time where he was playing Pokemon. Uh, uh, well, then that made you less than pleasant <laughs> when you saw that or whatever. Yeah, but no, Santos has Santos used to send me updates every week and be like, hey, here's what I listened to. This was a great bit. Cut yeah. this out. Like he would give me timestamps. That's... Dedication, yeah. dude. That's for sure. So I, I know we're obviously going to leave people out. My wife is listening to every episode. My mom's listening to every episode. My brother's listening to every episode. My mom still doesn't know it exists. Your, that we did, we did a good job with that. Your, well, actually, she does know, but she won't. Listen your brother to Nathan uh, not only was a contributor, he uh, helped us set up. Uh, he was trying to move us into the uh, 22nd century with uh, you know, uh, I think we had a Squarespace at a certain like, Nate website. made us a website. Yeah. yeah. He, he was on the show. He's edited some videos together. He's, he's yeah. As my brother's been on the show, your brother's been on the show. I apologize to Adam. He finally got on the show and we can't air it. That's on me. <laughs> That's my fault. The drunk. And you know what? Oh, now God. going back, it's like, should I, should I bring that out as a special? It would be I'll funny. put it behind a paywall. <laughs> it would be funny as a thing, but it wouldn't be funny to, it wouldn't be good to listen. No. You'd be like, this is no. so hard to listen to. It'd be yeah. me going, no, dude, you just don't get it, bro. I, again, you just I, don't I, get it. I know there's, there's so many people. Julie. Julie. Doppler's a super fan. Yeah. I think I said him already. Julie Ulacki um, is the mo- the person who, who comments and interacts. You want to talk about interaction. Any, yeah. And that, that really started, uh, she was also on the, the, she left a voicemail about, uh, picking up, uh, dead animals off why, the roadway. Why can't there just be more people like Julie? That would be the, yeah, the solution raccoon, to a lot of fi- life's problems. <laughs> finding dead animals and stuffing them. She would, she would find dead an- animals and, uh, raccoons specifically and dress them and then drop them off places. Yeah. I think, right? I thought she stuffed them like. In, no, she didn't stuff animals. I, She's not a taxi. That's the way I know. That was. The I'm scary. pretty sure she put little clothes on them, and set them up like. Yeah, well, I mean, the more I say it, the more psychotic it sounds. Yes, yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, that's super. Adam's crazy. wife Stephanie, who uh, would continuously send uh, Facebook messages and voicemails about how I refuse to let her be a part of the podcast. Um, so so many people. Pat Murphy, Shotgun Bill. Shotgun Bill. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Man, there's just so many people. What about your buddy that's real crude? That we would do an episode and he'd be like, you guys need to talk about like buttholes Ball- more. Like- <laughs> Ballard. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he's the only other person to have an episode that never aired. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so who else? There's there's just so many people. feel bad now, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd dude, feel worse I if do. they interacted so much that I remembered them. That's why, yeah. That's why I was thinking. Yeah, mo- most of you are half sepper, so Let's be let's be honest. Your mom is listening to every episode, which is a different yeah. dynamic. I think I found that out around episode two hundred something. I, I I changed my tune a little. Well, and, and this was ultimately uh, my brother who worked with my dad before my dad passed away. He would tell me like, "Oh, you know, dad," or my dad would tell me, "My dad was listening to the podcast and the pot. This whole thing, this version of the podcast. So there was." 10 or, or 20 episodes prior to that I deleted that I was doing prior to relaunching the podcast. So this this version of the podcast, I would say, soul, solely revolves around, uh, at the very base level, my, my relationship with my father and my relationship with the world as a result of having been in the world and being the son of my father. So a, a huge tribute to him. It hasn't always been pretty. 
But yeah. I think ultimately uh, it has. Well, so. he passed away after you started doing it. So that was like, oh. I mean, that was that was pretty wild, dude. That was, that's, you started like, saying he was listening yeah. and he was just like telling other people at his job, like, you gotta listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, but it's, it's not always the uh, something I think that he... You may he, not want to share with all your yeah, bodies. I don't know. He, he thought it was awesome. So. But to talk about documenting an arc, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a real speed bump of life, and you have it documented. You, there was one time where we were actually going to do a bit uh, where it was called What Would Ron Do? Because it is interesting because oh, both of our dads right. are named Ron, and that's both have right. passed away. That's right. And I would basically take... Uh, you know, whatever news topics or, or hot take, I would ask for his hot take on something. And, I, and then I, I decided it wasn't the best to air because I was like, yeah, uh, I, I just, it's the world's not ready for this. Right. Yeah. It's just a, uh, he's from a different time. So. <laughs> yeah. This is what people said. I, there was the Cheryl Scott love video, Cheryl, which yes. was, but my, my, I think my crowning achievement was when I did the Foo Fighters or Nickelback and you got about 50%. That was my proudest. That moment. was during the live event. Wasn't it? No. Or did we try to did we did we try to do it again during the live event? I don't remember. I don't know. But it's, I remember I, that was the thing when I cut ten songs and I said, "Is this Nickelback or Foo Fighters? Is this the heralded, definitely surprising two time Hall of Fame band?" But then I took I didn't have the vocals, and that's really what everyone hates. Well, that obviously you'd be able to tell if the vocals were there, but the whole idea is is, is the band as a whole better? Right. Yes, the singer maybe not as good or you know you may like the singer better or whatever but at the at the base level let's be real i mean you could enter if you put dave grohl as the front man to uh what's the other band uh, uh nickelback if you put dave grohl as the front man of nickelback nickelback is way better yes right? yeah i if think you so put, i think if so. you put nickel uh, chad kroger as the the vocalist for foo fighters foo fighters is not so good. great yeah so really uh Kudos to you, Dave. Dude, we used to do live episodes with one mic where we'd set it on your <laughs> on your like table outside because we'd like smoke cigars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There was an episode where we talked about Ray Lewis knocking his lady out in an elevator, <laughs> and we were smoking cigars talking about that, casually God talking about damn. domestic violence. God damn. <laughs> well, that's it. That's episode 300 of the Hey My Man podcast. We will not see you next time. The experiment's over. Later.